you the final play. Take me through it. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. Don't you ever talk about me. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Master Plan. I'm your host, Michael Filipkowski. Connor DiBiase, once again here with me today, talking about the top 20 tight ends in fantasy football this season. Woo! Episode 4 of 5 of this mini-series. we got kickers and defenses coming up in the next one. But today... It's all about the tight end. And Connor, tell us a little bit about the tight end position, how important it is, uh, and just and just generally your thoughts on, on the position in, in fantasy football. Yeah, I mean, in general, having a, an elite tight end is, is super helpful, um, for others, especially having one of those top kind of tight ends um, in the league. A lot of them go early and there's a pretty big drop off and that and you need those kind of guaranteed points because it's not a flex option it's not you can have multiple of them you usually have one maybe two tight ends per roster Mm -hmm. and you kind of you kind of really want one of those high-end tight ends and if not you need to find those sleeper guys um that can help you Mm -hmm. that's exactly right but the first guy on our list should come as absolutely no surprise travis kelsey i mean he right now is the best tight end in the league, and it's not even close. Yeah. Um, Especially for fantasy, he's yeah. been tight end one for the last or for the last five seasons. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. He, I mean, he basically he does everything right. I mean, receiving yards, receptions, touchdowns. Uh, he's healthy a lot. He doesn't miss very many games. He's very consistent. There's really. There's really nothing bad you can say about him, I don't think. I I mean, Connor, can you think of anything? I mean, he's incredible. I mean, maybe not the best blocker, but that doesn't matter in fantasy. Yeah, that, you don't get points for blocking in fantasy. So, Travis Kelsey, easily the number one. What round do you think he'll go in in most leagues? Uh, late one, early two. Yeah. He's, he's that important. Yeah, he really is incredibly talented. Like, I, I'm willing to take um, – Kelsey over probably any receiver in the first round. If the top seven, eight, if I'm late, if I have the edge and those top eight, seven running backs already go, I'm very much willing to, to instead of getting a Devontae Adams, get a Travis Kelsey just because of how useful that is not to hope I get my sleeper pick that I want in a later round. Right, because there's so many wide receivers as we already entailed, but uh, you know there is – there are, there's a there's a drop off from Travis Kelsey to everyone else, but there's you know there's yeah. there's big drops. Uh, at two, we have Darren Waller. He's an incredible tight end in fantasy to have. Again, PPR, touchdown yeah, receptions. PPR is the big one. Yeah, um, targeted the most. Reminder: This is PPR in non PPR. I would have a number three guy over him just because of yards after catch. But Darren Waller gets so many targets. He's the clear number one receiving threat 
in in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he he's he even with them signing like two more tight ends last season, including, including Witten. He's and people thought he was going to take a big drop off. He still stayed up as a top three tight end and ended strong. Yeah, there's nothing again. He, I mean, he's good for one huge game a season as well, isn't he? Right. I mean, he really is. I mean, he's incredibly talented. He's he's again, he's a guy that I think what late second round, maybe third round that you're taking him. Yeah. I mean, very very talented. The number three guy, arguably just as talented. Uh, was injured all of last season, none other than George yeah. Kittle. Um, listen, a force to be reckoned with, a big part of San Francisco's offense, probably will be a huge part of their team this season, I would think. Um, again, very similar to Darren Waller, very similar to Travis Kelsey, incredibly talented. There's really no knocks in him. Um, he does have that injury risk this time, but I think he'll probably play the full season this year and 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 really have a lot of uh, – lot of success yeah he's elite in standard leagues in ppr he's also very good he gets a lot of yards um i'm expecting these three tight ends the all, all of them to usually go in the first three rounds um i'm willing to take kelsey at, at maybe a even the top of the third probably um mm-hmm. if waller already goes in goes in your draft in the late uh mid-second i'm willing to spend a you get C-Mac or whoever at first pick. I'm going to go Waller than Ridley maybe out of, out of the year, getting all positional players. But um, now we're having probably a three or four round drop, uh, I'd say, before I draft another tight end. Yeah, no, definitely. And and look, that's not to say TJ Hawkinson isn't a good player. He really is. Um, he's going to be high in receptions, high in targets this season. Uh, he's going to get those yards. But he is just a big difference between him and George Kittle, um, both in the quarterback position and just in general. I think he's just not as an effective tight end. He is very talented though, and he's he's a solid he's a solid option. But there is a noticeable drop off, isn't there? I mean, he finished top five in tight ends last year, despite being tenth in total target share, which is a big jump. And Expect his targets to even go more up with the with the weapons they lost. Mm-hmm. You only worry about Jared Goff's inconsistency, and sometimes we've seen in both his seasons he can have just really great weeks and really bad weeks, super boom or bust, and that and he doesn't have the consistency of those top three, which mm-hmm. is why it, it's such a big drop. Right. At five, we have the rookie draft Kyle Pitts. Um, and listen, he could end up having an incredible season. Look, Matt Ryan is a very talented quarterback. Um, the offense is relatively barren outside of Calvin Ridley. Kyle Pitts is kind of a, a a unique talent that he's a tight end, but he plays like a wide receiver in some aspects. I think we have him, you know, at five because he's a rookie. But he easily could be top four this season and easily be right up there with the big guys, Connor. Yeah, I mean, I. Kyle Pitts is an incredible receiving prospect. Um, but if you look in history and fantasy tight ends, rookies never have very good seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the best one was Gronk, and that's mostly just because of his red zone targets. His overall production rookie season wasn't that good, um, other than his ten, incredible 10 touchdown for a rookie tight end. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's so hard to predict. Um, but without Julio there, he, he's looking like the number two option probably behind Ridley. Um, definitely a strong player to, to take a risk on. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely could 
could be the in legacy uh, league starting up could be the second tight end off the board as well. Right. Um, Mark Andrews at number six, very talented. Um, I think the passing game should be freed up a little bit. I think he's coming off an injury, which you know hopefully means that he'll be healthier this season. Um, I think he's a big red zone guy. Um, he's not really a PPR player, so to speak, but he's a he's a yeah. he, but he is a very very talented. Um, yeah, he's a very his, very talented player. His ADOT, his average depth of target, is is very high, um, which is a really big stat and standard. Uh, not as big in PPR. Um, but really, I'm still expecting a drop, even more of a drop than he had last season with Rashad Bateman being there, who will probably get a bunch of uh, a good amount of those deep targets that Andrews had. Mm-hmm. Um, but all, uh, but he's really good red zone, really good um, getting these these long targets. Definitely is probably the number four in standard. Uh, but down at number six, we're not expecting the production to be the same uh, in PPO. Mm-hmm. It's still a strong carrier and could have a bounce back year and do really well. Uh, at number seven, we have Tyler Higby. Um, and listen, I had him on my team last season. I didn't love him. Um, but with the new quarterback in Matthew Stafford and the way that the offense runs, I think he's poised to have a big season, especially again in those red zone targets, which which are, you know, which is a big factor, Connor. Yeah. I mean, he, he's really a, a I would say a really slept on tight end. Um, his ADP is way lower than than what production he could put up, especially with Gerald Everett gone. He had a bad season, but he was explosive towards the end of 2019 and looking to get back to that. A better quarterback, a quarterback who does uh, like to throw to his tight ends in, in Stafford. Um, and you're hoping his target share can jump up to maybe like, 20% this season and, and has has a has a decent uh, red zone a decent amount of red zone targets last year and probably will go up this year as well uh, look for a, a kind of breakout season from him and definitely a guy that you can also get in later rounds I mean probably your next yeah. three maybe four tight ends will go above him in drafts but we have him here at seven as a, as right. a very strong prospect right at number eight we have a tie, actually, Connor and I. And honestly, through, I mean, we've been we've been doing this for quite a few players at this point, Connor. This is the first tie that we've had, um, and we really couldn't we couldn't put one over the other. I mean, I think Connor has one, and I have one. I personally like Logan Thomas a little bit better. Connor likes Mike Gesicki a little bit better. Both of them are very talented, um, and they're pretty much at the same level. So this isn't to say. You know, one is incredibly better than the other. They're very much close. My thing with Logan Thomas is that I just think with Fitzmagic, Logan Thomas's target share and all that and receptions and touchdowns, all this is going to get up and be better, and I think he's going to improve. Uh, and, Connor, why don't you talk about Mike Gesicki? Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he's been a very consistent, good tight end uh he he ended up in the number six spot last year he had regression towards the end um and they definitely have an upgraded offensive weapons which could look for a little bit more regression but i still expect him to be one of those top tight ends uh, a very high red zone target share which mm-hmm. is good and standard but he also got a a good amount um of 
of targets, he was, I think, the most, um, took the most snaps from the slot as a tight end, mm-hmm. which is something to look at. I think a lot of his performance, though, depends on how confident you are in Tua as a prospect. Definitely. At number 10, we have Noah Fant uh, from Denver. Very talented. Um, the concern is the quarterback position. How well will it be played? And Cortland Sutton and the offensive weapon should be healthier, so the target share is also a concern. Connor, any other thoughts on Noah Fant? Yeah, I mean, he he. I think his ADP is higher than it should be. A lot of people have him um, expected as a as a big breakout, and you could also take that. I think in standard, he definitely could be. Um, he didn't get that many targets compared to a lot of these other guys, um, and I think he gets drafted higher than he should in terms of the other tight ends on the board. But if he falls past uh, maybe one of the last few guys, uh, he he's definitely a great a great prospect. Take could have a huge breakout. And Michael, we forgot the other tied member, didn't we? Did we? We did. And who would that be? I apologize. Thomas. Oh no! I I talked about him. I mentioned you him. Did? Yeah, yeah. I went. I went over. I guess I, I just talked about him. Oh well. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's fine. At 11, I think there's a big drop between, really between those 8 and 10 guys and 11. Would you agree, Connor? Yeah, uh, I'd, say, I'd say it's a big drop, yeah. despite what most people may think. Um, yeah, I think... Robert Tanyan being... I just think he's... There's just... I just... I think he's not... He's not getting a ton of points. He'll have some good weeks. He'll have some bad weeks, but nothing incredible. I think he was overhyped last season. I just don't think he's going to see yeah. the same share I mean, and stuff like that this season. He's probably going to see the same exact share. He didn't have a big share at all. He was 24th in targets. That's true. That's, I mean, it's just yeah. he caught 88% of those balls. And and that's a historic season out of him. The amount of balls he catched is 10 of 11 red zone targets. And, and if he keeps that up, fail on you, good prediction. But I don't think he's catching another... I don't think he's going to be catching another 90% of his passes. I mean, and with that same 24th target share, you don't expect him to be up there, but right. you expect him to get open looks from Rodgers um, and, and could have a few breakout games. Uh, but don't and, expect anything more. Yeah, don't yeah. don't expect too much more. I think I, I'd, I'd favor him a lot more in standard. He gets a few deep looks, a few red zone um, attacks. In PPO, I'm still kind of torn on him. Yeah. Um, at number 12, we have Irv Smith uh, from the Vikings. I think the best thing about Irv Smith is the red zone targets. Um, and he is the number one tight end. But in PPR, I just think his value is just – it's it's a lot lower. Connor. Yeah. I mean, with Kyle Rudolph there, expect him to get a lot of that target share. Um, and, the, and there's – I mean – Outside of Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, there's a lot of targets out there to get. Not many guys to get it. Um, mm-hmm. Historically, uh, a, a lot of passes to to tight ends from Kirk. He definitely could have a sort of breakout season, but I, I don't think you can just rely on him having a breakout season. As right. He before last season, he had never been seen as kind of a pass catching back. He was exactly. More blocking. Right. So, so, I mean, you know, at this point, we're just we're really. I mean, it's getting there's 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 just not a lot going on here. Um, at thirteen we have Dallas Goddard. He's a good tight end. He's not incredible, 
Um, he plays for Philly with kind of a weak quarterback or weak passing offense. I'm not very confident in that whole situation in Philly. Um, I don't know. I just I'm not a big fan of Goddard. I just I I think that that Philly is just on a kind of a downward spiral at this point. Yeah. I think they do have seemed to have a lot of schemes for tight ends as they did with Zach Oates. He's obviously not Zach Oates in his prime, um, but if Zach Oates gets traded, expect him to have a, a good amount of targets. He was seventh last year playing a lot of that season with Zach Oates um, and with Devontae Smith looking pretty damn bad. Um, so <laughs> in his training camp in preseason. Hey, um, hey, what's new? Philadelphia and drafting horrendous wide receivers. I mean, like... <laughs> JJ or whatever Whiteside and Jalen Rager and now yeah. Devonta Smith. I mean, listen, not a lot happening there. I, I think you're you're really big, and again, big worry based on quarterback play. If Jalen Hurts is as inaccurate as he was before, bring back Flacco. <laughs> yeah. Revive the man. I mean, it has. I mean. It seems that Jalen Hurts is the franchise guy. Most of them believe that, but you got to be scared. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He is their franchise guy right now. That's the reports that came back a few days ago. They believe full and full he's their franchise guy. Yeah, give it to week seven, and then he won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Great for Nick Foles. At 14, we have Blake Jarwin. And listen. In the first week of last season, the first game he had a really he was starting off really strong, and then he got he got a season-ending injury, and I had him on my team, and I was very disappointed because I also had started him that week. I think he is poised for a strong season. I think he's forgotten about. I don't think people pay attention to Blake Jarwin. Um, I do think he's kind of a sleeper pick that you can pick up in one of the you know last few rounds and and have him play really well this season, Connor. Yeah, I think Dalton Schultz was very good last year in terms of getting targets. That's your one worry. But Blake Sherwin is the number one tight end there. And Schultz has interviewed issues. It seems like his connection with Dak is very strong. Mm. Um, and it's a very pass attack offense. The thing with Blake Sherwin, we have him here at 14. You want to tell me his average draft? You want me to tell you his average draft position right now among tight ends? When? Uh, Where? This was through the the whole Fantasy Pros website from a, a few days ago. He's ADP is 29th among tight ends. So you, you can get him in the late, late of the draft. There's another guy who has a very low ADP coming later. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, for a guy that we think could be 14th, for him being not drafted in most leagues, definitely some high upside there. I mean, heck, you don't even have to draft him. You could probably get him on the waiver wire one week, you know, like whatever. Right. Yeah, um, but my only worry is people take him as kind of a sleeper with the second tight end. Mm-hmm. So when, if you're looking to play late tight end game, he and another one we're going to mention later is one to look at. Uh huh. At 15, we have Rob Gronkowski, and listen, he's talented. He catches a lot. Most of his pass catches are touchdowns. I think at this point, but as we said, with everyone who's Tampa Bay skill position wise. It's crowded. I mean, there are three good tight ends on that one roster. With O.J. Howard coming back, they love Cameron. I mean, I think Cameron Brady and Brady have a great connection. Um, and obviously, Rob Gronkowski. And then they're also talking about this guy, Tanner Hudson, who's going to be playing. Will he catch a lot of passes? No, but he's going to be on the field 
blocking. He's so, been a, a absolute demon for Tampa Bay in the past two, three preseasons, maybe. Right. But he's so taking that step in the league. So it's it's a difficult pick, but I think that Rob is poised for some solid games this season. I think you're going to get probably some decent consistency if he stays healthy, right? No, I mean Gronk has the opportunity to get back. I mean, he was he was he was knocking off the rust last year. He has the opportunity to look a lot better than he did last year. Probably gonna be in better shape. Probably gonna um, gonna be more close to that to that prime Gronk form. Obviously, probably won't make it that far. But, um, <laughs> he could he could push he could push top ten. You know, I mean, he could be pushing there. At the end of the season. Actually, Howard coming back is a, is a bit of a concern, but he is off an Achilles. I think Gronk is the clear tight end one there, um, and he will get a lot of red zone looks. Um, definitely a good, uh, better option in standard than PPO, but I still like him here mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a late round, late round tight end choice for sure. At sixteen, we have Evan Ingram. <sighs> Just like who even cares about Evan Ingram? I mean, the guy. Is yeah, always hailed as someone who's incredible and you know, blah blah blah. He's just really not that good. Um, I've had him before in fantasy. He's quite disappointing. Yeah, um, I, from his from his uh, he had a rookie season. He was a top tight top five tight end, and then he's dropped um, both the last two seasons at tight end nineteen. They have Saquon back. They have. Holiday, they drafted Tony, they added Kyle Rudolph. He, it's not, I mean, obviously he could go back to how he was um, before. There's definitely chance that, that he takes a giant step, and that's why we have him even on this list. But there's also chance that he gets almost run out of that, run out of that target share. I mean, who even, I, I'm not even going to draft him. Like, even if he's on the board, I'm not drafting him. I just don't think he, I just don't. I'm so low on him. It's unreal. It's, it's I just I don't like his pick. I don't like him as a pick at all. I just say his his potential is too high to give up on. Um, I yeah, I you know everyone point, says that every I, season, and I think I would if if I'm drafting Evan Ingram, I would get one of these late round tight ends just as a, a safety net for him. Definitely, I think that's and, a f- yeah. And play him based on matchups to start. If he starts playing really well, then then you can be your full time tight end. That I agree with. At 17, we have Adam Troutman. And the best thing about Adam Troutman is Jameis Winston will throw the football. I mean, that is a fact. I mean, the first 30 for 30 season in the NFL, I mean, the dude slings the rock all day long. Whether it's a good throw, a bad throw, a good decision, a bad decision, it doesn't matter. I don't care if he got LASIK eye surgery. I don't care if he has robotic eyes. I know Winston, if he comes out and starts every game, he's throwing 15 interceptions easy. But yeah, with the potential that Mike Thomas isn't there, the, the sky is the limit for this kid. I mean, Troutman is is could be the receiving offense this season. Like, like that team sucks. And the team is terrible. <laughs> I mean, the team the team is what a call from Grace. The team is Alvin Kamara. And Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore and Cam Jordan. That's it. That's the team. That's the entire team. But Troutman, he's got a ton of potential. Um, and, you know, again, Jameis Winston's going to be throwing the football a lot. So maybe not all the balls will be getting to Adam Troutman, but some of them will. 
<laughs> he he's an NBA ready receiving threat. He was incredible at Dayton um, throughout his three seasons, just in terms of yards and touchdowns. Uh, so look for him to to potentially just shoot up in the standings as a tight end, um, especially on this low having a high target share on this low with receiving threat team. Mm-hmm. At 18, we have Gerald Everett um, and Connor. Lead the way. Yeah, he's probably the lowest um, ADP out of any of the guys we have here, uh, just because uh, he had he had some injury concerns over the year. He is he had a bit of a down season last year. Yeah, he's just not uh, that good. <laughs> but he's on the Seahawks. He's probably Russell Wilson's most athletic tight end he's played with. Um, yeah, Will Disley. I mean, Connor, the comparison here is not that strong. Yeah, and Will <laughs> Disley got a good amount of targets and, and played pretty pretty well last year, uh, which it's why you're looking at a, a better tight end in Jared Leverett and, and thinking, well, he could really do something here. I mean, you could pick him up in the last round of the draft easily, right? Connor? Yeah, yeah, I, I, he'd most likely be there um, if you're willing to, to just stack the the top of your lineup that much and just say, screw it. I know, I, don't, I know one of these one of these low ranking guys like Joan or Gerald Everett or Troutman will be there. Listen, I got a top five defense, top five kicker. You know, two two great wide receivers, two great running backs, a great a great quarterback, and Gerald Everett. We're good to go. We're good to go. At 19 and 20, we have the Patriot Boys. That's what I'm going to call them. John U. Smith and Hunter Henry. Um, we have Smith over Henry. Realistically, you could switch them up. It doesn't really matter. I think that yeah. week uh, to week, they'll probably be sharing the, you know, they'll, they'll switch off, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. I think Henry will be the tight end one, personally. I think uh, he'll see a higher target share. It'll be more in those kind of Cam Newton shorter routes. Um, John Smith was incredible last year, uh, seemingly at the start of the season, but you have to realize that 50% of his fantasy points were from touchdowns and the red zone offense was a huge worry for, for the Patriots last season as most of that came from running and Cam Newton. Most of it. Try all of it. (laughs) Which is is why you're worried about, which is why I'm a bit worried about Johnny Smith, but. Obviously, both of them are very strong tight ends going to a team that's that's about those cross cross play long. Yeah, long I mean, you know, watching the Patriots tonight, I mean, you know, I feel more confident in Mac and Cam Newton. So, you know, I think that there's good things to come. And you know, those are your top twenty tight ends. Thank you to Connor. Number twenty one, Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. You know, he sold what he sold like four million dollars worth of jerseys and didn't play a snap. Like, I mean, as unreal. I mean, listen, when you block that badly, you're going to get cut. Like, that is un- – <laughs> you know, maybe – team- He had a higher average draft position than Gerald Leverett, by the way. Maybe he will get drafted some. Maybe he'll get signed somewhere else. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. he'll have a renaissance in Denver or he'll, you know – float off into the distance or you know maybe he'll go to the retirement home of the nfl uh and that would be arizona because everyone who's you know basically at the end of their careers jj watt aj green carson palmer and they just go to arizona and play because no one cares 
Um, hey, Carson Palmer had a good run in Arizona. I didn't say he didn't have a good run. I just said they go there at the end of their careers. He made a Super Bowl, man. No, he didn't. Carson Palmer did. Not with Arizona. He didn't win one. Not with yes, Arizona. No. They didn't make the Super Bowl. They lost in the NFC Championship game. No, they made the Super Bowl. They lost to the Steelers. Nope. That was before. He wasn't there back then. That was Kurt really? Warner. Yeah. I'm like 99% sure that was Kurt Warner. I don't know if you... Right, I'm going to see. Well, we're going to end the episode. Uh, whether I'm right or wrong, you can Google that for yourself. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, it, oh, you were right. It was Kurt Warner. I mean, you know, folks... They made the NFC Championship game. Was that it? So, yeah, yeah they made the NFC Championship game. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I was right. I, you know, fantasy-wise... <laughs> Not so much, but I know I know my football history. Thank you ever for listening, and you'll hear me in the next one. The game on the line. One shot. Who would you rather have taking it, Iggy or Curry? Of everyone on Golden State, open shot, fate of the universe on the line, or the Martians have the death beam pointed at Earth, you better hit it. I want Iguodala.